Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode on the Corner Flag Talk podcast. Is this considered a new season? I don't think so. Because this is basically preseason for new season. However, we're here, we live. And to be fair, it's actually first year that we're going to do some summer content. Housekeeping very quickly because we want to keep this thing short. What we're doing for the summer is content on YouTube, slashy podcast, more YouTube, and TikTok. We're going to be posting a lot, a lot, a lot on TikTok. We're going to be doing on this day. We're going to be doing best slash worst transfers. Things that just revolve around the transfer window. We're going to have people talking about transfer rumors as well as obviously clips from the show itself. Be sure to follow us there. Um, obviously, before the season starts, we got our giveaway and things that are involved is following us on all our social medias and stuff like that. Outside of that, the pod and the YouTube is going to be here. Obviously, it's the summer, so we're going to be majorly focusing on summer-based content. That is the transfer window. What this episode and all our summer episodes are going to entail is talking about transfer rumors and how likely we think they are to happen transfer moves and how good we think they are to work out and at the end of every episode we're going to talk about the major clubs and spurs and talk about what rating we're going to give them out of five or how their window has been five or ten i don't know we'll come to that later on to start off the first episode obviously i have Virgil here as always was he was he good my guy yeah no idea i chill the biggest chance for is actually that Virgil might be leaving but we'll talk about that later mm-hmm. on and obviously we have brandon as well was good my guy I could drop that one when I know reach it. I'll start the episode. <laughs> My goodness. I'm doing good, John. Good to be here. I uh, hear he joined you now, boy. That's where it is, though. That's where it is. But yeah, so I guess we could actually start with probably my club because I think, well, actually, no, mine and, uh, and Virgil Club announced moves today. Um, Arsenal announced Gabriel. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, we could really start it freely. Yeah. Arsenal announced Gabriel. He is Zeus today, guys. And in short, obviously, I probably got plenty to say in the end, right? Uh, we'll go around first. So, Brad, thoughts on the move? I think he's a great move for Arsenal. Um, I'm trying to think about if he's going to be playing as striker mm. or if Arteta is going to play him out on the wing. So, he said today that he's a number nine and okay. he came to be a number nine. But he gave him a number nine yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So, I think it'll be interesting to see how he how he um, adapts to your playing because well, the main problem last season was you all didn't score enough goals. You yeah, created a lot definitely. of chances didn't score enough goals. So, with he is, who's up there, who's a natural finisher in my... In my eyes, I think it should be a good a good move for um for Arsenal. Yeah, cool. Because it had many question marks around the Gabriel move because remember talking about you know him coming in, seeing like this this last season with City, he favored the right wing. He said that you know he felt like he felt a lot more comfortable even in Brazil squad. He said he felt a lot more comfortable in in um playing on, on the right. But again, it, that really all depends on the players around him too. Because uh, with yeah. City, you know him, he understand that. Sh- for him to get a lot more of the ball, he, he might need to. That was, was better for him, even for Brazil too. So, I, but I feel like in this team, he know what he know what he coming for. He know that he coming there to to be the main goal scorer, if to have number nine. And the, the thing at City, why I feel like it kind of unfair to judge him based on that. He never really had a consistent run. As many times he was starting, if he and then times he would bench, even because he had when Aguero was there, Aguero was seen. He was mainly still the understudy to Aguero coming into this team. Pep was really mad at the, on top trying this whole force yeah, nine and it, being, he understood, he said, I Aguero, 
Yeah, and you know, Pep was really trying a lot, really trying a lot um, last season, so it kind of really affected his minutes. So him being at Arsenal, being the main number nine and being the one who starts week in, week out, I feel like that would be good for him because I feel like him being there and with a side with that starting to create a lot of chances with Odegaard and how and how soccer is playing. But last season you had all praise for him. What, what, what going on with him now? First quarter this season. No, that is not even true though. Wait, so wait, what's your beef with Odegaard now? Like, what happened? How you My follow with him? My problem is, dog, is that the man is one of them players that he needs all the conditions just right for him to be good, dog. Yeah. And that's a, that's a real I issue agree. for me. He needs it to be at home, the sun shining, and the crowd cheered he name for him to be on top of his game. I don't get me wrong. Mm. Where he is, though, mm-hmm. it's really nice to see. It's really beautiful to see. I can't lie. But... No, the second that he's in a, in an environment that he started to feel uncomfortable, his touch gets loose, his impact is, is lessened. Dog. And I can't have that. I can't have that, though. You know, if you're going to be the creative power of this team, though, that hey, you had to step up when you go and get tough, though. Mm-hmm. You no, know, for ways would, though, as much as Saka's end product dried up at the end of the season, what I can't say, the effort never deteriorated, though. The quality, um, the, the output might not have been there, but the quality, those everything else never deteriorated. And I felt like that is what happened with Odegaard. And that's a big part as to why you know, we fell apart last. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. Vieira, I'm a man. Yeah, he's, he's, a good, he's a good option, too. I, I can't wait to see what he, what position he's going to play. To be fair, this mm-hmm. episode, it might end up being longer than the others afterwards. Because, because it's the first one, we're going to have to cover like all the moves we've heard about so far. So as the weeks progress, it'll be more about covering the moves that happen within those weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, I think Gabriel Jesus is a, a massive coup because I think at the end of the day, we are the Champions League football. And what Arsenal has seen right now is in the pursuit of Rafinha is that at the end of the day, Champions League football is a statement in, in your conversations with these players. You know, at the end of the day, Chelsea and Barcelona were ahead of us. And a big part of that was because of where they are in European football right now. Ironically enough, the other small club from, from North London are also in UCL football, and yet we were ahead of them. Go figure, right? That being said, though, Jesus given up Champions League football to not just come play fast, but he talks about the philosophy, and he talks about making the number nine role his own, and I think that's a really important thing because a lot of times at Arsenal, sign somebody from within the league, the truth is we did it with a really weak hand, you know? The multiple players that we took from Chelsea, um, even when we took Welbeck from Manchester United, which mm. I think in, in, in hindsight was actually a pretty good move in the end. Um, it never felt like if the player was still as a place where they could offer a lot. Mm. Whereas mm. Jesus is turning 25, he clearly has a lot of experience winning things. Um, he has a close to 150 goals and assists and about 200 mm. appearances for Manchester City. And we are talking about a player that is highly motivated to not just make the number nine his own, but to make the number nine role for Brazil his own as well. And I think when you add all those factors, as well as how good Arsenal play, and how it is very obvious to any unbiased eye that they're really just missing that nine for things to really start to click, that is really, really a good move for all parties from a footballing point of view. And I am really excited. I, I can't tell you how excited I was. I mean, like, it's a move that... We kind of knew that was more or less happening for a while now. And yeah, my excitement died until this morning when I actually saw it announced and I heard him talking and I think, um, as much as, you know, I really want to sign somebody like Rafinha. I really want this guy. I really want this guy. I was reminded this morning about how 
Arsenal fully fit 11 last season was, in my opinion, good enough to compete for a Champions League spot. Mm. Regardless of injuries and whatnot. The only position I could say that that wasn't true for was striker. Mm. And now we get one. We get one who has a really good record in the league when he's get his his minutes in. And he's really motivated me in position his own. And I definitely can't complain there. Other than that, like I said, we signed Fabio Vieira. It was one that came out of the blue and is another side that I really like. And it's for the reason I said with mm-hmm. Odegaard. It's to make players uncomfortable, which I want. At the end of we aren't at the level of Chelsea art. We aren't at the level of Liverpool art. We aren't at the level of Man City art. But to get there, you have to start a build towards there. And for what it is worth, each one of those teams, with the exception of one or two players that have undisputedly earned the right to be undisputed starters, they are all in a position where their place is competitive. Mm. And we have to get to that level as well. And I think Sarah Fabio Vieira tells Odegaard, you stay on your toes or you lose your spot. I couldn't be upset with that, man. He had a brilliant breakout season where the truth is, um, ironically enough, I know somebody who's a Porto fan. And while Luis Diaz was there, the coach was very reluctant to play both of them because um, they both are very high-end product players, high final two players, and that could lead to a lot of uh, lack of ball retention and stuff like that. As soon as Leo, Luis Diaz left, he became a main steady starting level, and he really exploded as they went on to achieve trophies this season. So, yeah. Fantastic by, by mm. my standard so far. Yeah, because I, I was talking about um, Vera. Because from the clips I saw of him, he, you see what what Atos are trying to do. You know, it's kind of like similar to like how his time was at City. He has the he has him who I see. I find he's a very good bro, a ball playing midfielder. And from, as I say, how, how he play, and just how the way how he's glide past. Because I honestly feel like he kind of has a, like a he can remind me of a little Bernardo two point two to be to be honest. You know. I feel like he have kind of like a Bernardo silver vibe to him. And I feel like these are the type of players that Atata would want. Going back to Gabriel, I feel like looking at Gabriel's work rate, not only the fact that how he ended up playing right wing because, you know, it was kind of difficult for him to secure the striker spot, but I feel like that might also work in Atata's favor because, you know, Gabriel's work rate is kind of like, it kind of is amazing. So to have somebody that, that could also be all over, the, all over the pitch and have these players that have this higher work rate, it would benefit Atata in the end. It all comes down. I don't feel like this will be... I just think looking at this will be it for that. I think he has a lot more he might want to improve the squad on. But you know, that all takes time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like right now is a good start because right now, this side, as I said, last season this side was competitive enough to push for Champions League. I feel like there would be, there would be, there are a lot of objectives that Arsenal will, will have their hard set on for next season. I feel like building the squad that he's building right now and there are a lot more rumors still there, still floating around. It has a good, a good shot for Arsenal. A good, uh, make, uh, make life easier for Atato. And they showed the honesty on Vera before we try to move on. Good at the signing. It is, it is. Um, it is rumored mm-hmm. that he wants to get six signings. And we already have three signings in, so let me see what else he could do, man. Um, I was so concerned about the time, though, because we've done ele- about 11 minutes in, though. But we can just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Manchester City obviously signed two players, right? Mm-hmm. Both of them being Erling Haaland and Calvin Phillips. I think Calvin Phillips is actually really shrewd. In the end, mm-hmm. um, it was one that they did with bare, no competition at all. Manchester United, what are you doing? And it's one that I think is very underrated because, you know, he spent a large part of the season missing. So a lot of people forgot how great his quality is. Mm-hmm. That being said, really, Haaland quality is already stated, dog. I think the biggest concern, if anybody has any, which I do, is his injury record. And 
how he holds up in the Premier League, but it's definitely not a, a question of quality at all, man. Um, I remember Brother was asking about why it is I'm so unbothered about City side and Haaland. And it's not unbothered from a quality point of view. Though. I guess it's like, I guess so numb to these Avengers <laughs> side and yeah. quality players. Though. Like, so, oh, well, uh, it's just the next one. So we just go. But yeah, two brilliant signings. I, I can't complete, I can't criticize. And obviously, there's the one I just forgot to say, which is that Julian Alvarez will also be coming in the 11. And I think he is also somebody that we need to watch out for because if Haaland's injury record continues, it's somebody who's going to get a lot of minutes. And yeah. he has had a very brilliant year, not just for a River Plate, but also for Argentina as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's my thoughts on it. Brandon? Well, I think the Haaland one mm-hmm. is as a groundbreaking move for football. I think he's going to be... I think he's the missing piece that, that City need because after Aguero left... And Pep was trying his false nine propaganda. They didn't have that that mm-hmm. one key predator in the box to get them over the line, which I think they missed in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a big sign. I also I agree with you, John. Calvin Phillips going to City is oh, that's such a bad, that's such a great move for City because mm-hmm. if Rod if something happens to Rodri, if Rodri needs rest, or yeah. even if the game plan needs to change. Calvin Phillips is one of the best English players that they, they have right now yeah. playing for England. And he playing under Pep, he w- he was already really good, right? Mm-hmm. But under Pep, he's going to be a monster. Yeah. I can already see how Pep is going to mold him into his, his whole philosophy and he fits it perfectly in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And what did you know? I'm interested to see yeah. how he adapts to the Prem. Because I don't, like, this is for this time playing in Europe. Yep. So I don't know how that will affect him and other things like that. So I, I'm excited to see all of the design and you'll have possibly Cucurella coming in as well. To go from being a six in Bielsa system and to be a six in in Pep system is not that big of a transition because mm-hmm. of the type of high octane, high possession football mm-hmm. that both teams played out. So I, I really don't think it's hard to see him transitioning. Um, to see if he would usurp Rodri. I, I will lie. I, I saw slight Rodri at this point, right? Um, so I, it's not. <laughs> so I might say that it's possible, but I would say that Rodri had a really good season, though. So he has he has his work cut out for him if he's still using Rodri. But the thing about mm. Phillips is he's way more athletic than Rodri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and he that, can actually tackle. No, and that and like I feel people aren't talking about this move enough. Like the Haaland one is taking all the headlines, yeah, yeah. but Calvin mm. Phillips moving to Man City is a ridiculous move. So he's gonna. He's just gonna. I think he's gonna be the the most surprise signing for everybody this season because people are not gonna people yeah. have, like you said people have forgotten how good he really is and that is what we call tiktok content we <laughs> 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 so talk about your boys now talk yeah boys because now. i just go you see what number calvin man yeah number four yeah it's not yeah it's number four it, oh, co- it was confirmed uh, yeah nice it's conf- it confirmed today that he had, that he had number four that's a very nice number Who's number four before number four before was company. yeah it was company. company was the last person to have to wear number four yeah, oh, and no, sure. nobody, nobody took it over after after you left. To be fair, that's that's big shoes to fill, eh? That's yeah. The... Damn. That's a okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I thought you gave him twenty three, but. Mm. That way he's way for for Leeds, eh? Twenty three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, but uh, you know, since we talk about. I have big shoes to fill too, though. No, Jesus, you only have the best, the best striker in the Premier League ever. See, shoes to fill as well. So might say he's the second coming. Or third. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> go, 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 go. Yeah, but 
continue with what, what you were talking about with um, Carbon Phillips. As I said, like, from a city's fan point of view, I like that was something that it really was, was very surprising. And something that I, I'm very excited for. But the fact that City was able to get him with with no rival, no rival for signature, and for the price that he that City got him for, that honestly is very like surprise. I feel like that's real crazy in this market. Yeah. Like honestly, for like likes so that you see Declan Rice going for hundred million plus for Calvert to get snatched up so easily, I feel like that's just amazing business. And I'm not complaining. But yeah, under this Pep system, he's going to prove massively because you know Pep is going to enjoy playing him a lot because he will be getting a lot of game time. Pep might even try him, might try my let him try his hand in different positions, try let him try foot up. Because he know that he he know that how good he is on the ball, he know he type of player he is. As I say, he's more athletic than Rodri. And I feel like a lot of games he know that he will need a player like Calvin Phillips because you also know he's replacing Fernandinho or somebody who is a massive presence in the, in the midfield and he wants some I want I'm the sorry, best sorry, Brazilians sorry, in, in, in the league. He, he, very, no, very right. Because he needed a player like that who also commands, commands, a, commands a presence, a big presence in the midfield. And to have yeah, this Roger, to, to have this have this player to have this player you slot into the midfield to also have these new these attackers coming in. One thing that I was happy about is that City, they know last thing, they had their weaknesses and they had these I think they set up to target. They want to improve on these things first before they go out and look at anything else. And they did just that because they not only secured one striker but two strikers coming in. And I feel like Haaland, you know, he really it does not much really to worry about other than the injury record. I feel like the one thing that that eases a lot of fans' mind is that if Haaland is not wrong, you have Alvarez. How he might fear in the prem, one thing in Man City that you could guarantee is you're gonna get chances. Yeah. If you don't, if you not, if you don't take your first, your second, you know for a fact a third or fourth or fifth is going to come your way. So it is going. It's not going to be easy for him coming from coming from you know, um, stepping into Europe for the first time, but. I know how far if if it's any team that I actually trust to manage at injury prone players minutes is probably City. Because to be fair, like for a very long time Gundogan was actually injury prone. And now yeah. he's like Uber available all the time. And I think mm-hmm. a big part of that is that Pep learned to manage his minutes a lot. Pep rotation. And yeah, Pep mm-hmm. rotation. Like we clown it, right? But it's actually done for a reason, you know, and a big part of it is maintaining players level of match fitness as well. Mm-hmm. You know? So well said Virgil. Yeah. Um we'll keep it moving on signings that are completed yeah. and then we'll switch across the rumors and then after we'll read uh we might not get all the rumors guys and i really apologize like obviously there's like tons and tons of rumors there's the clubs that try to sign every player possible in the mm. window yeah uh, and ironically there's the only ones who actually didn't sign anybody <laughs> Liverpool FC. Liverpool have signed three players, actually. So Fabio Cavallo actually came through. Uh, it was a move that most people would have known would have been happening for a while okay. now. Uh, the big one is obviously Darwin Nunes. And the one that may have flown under the radar a little bit is Ramsey, the right-back signing um, from God knows what club. I think it's by Leverkusen. He was actually at. But yeah. I could be so wrong, and I'm actually not sure, and I'm very sorry if I, I've, um, I'm not sure it is. Brad, I can't confirm for me, right? Um... That being said, three big mm-hmm. players, or two really more impactful players that we expect in Carvalho and Darwin mm-hmm. Nunes. Virgil, do you have any concerns? What do you think about the moves? The Carvalho, Carvalho signing for sure. Because we know that was supposed to be completed since January, and I feel like him coming into this Liverpool side in that <laughs> midfield. Coming I don't know where <laughs> I get Liverpool so from. It's from where? Aberdeen. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's yeah. Calvin Ramsey's his name, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Nah, but that, but um, the Kvall, you're coming into that Liverpool midfielder for sure. I feel like that. I feel like that's a brilliant sign because not only like the current players, you're seeing the younger players too. Even with how how Harvey Elliott is playing, you have him come, having Cavalio come into that midfield. That's a lot of energy for that Liverpool yeah. midfield for sure. The only question was for me is the Darwin Nunes because I felt like that was kind of like I felt like not much time was taken on that. I felt like they they went up against him in Champions League. They saw what he they saw what he could do against them, and they felt like there might be a good a, a good acquisition. But to be fair, that's a real that's a real club traitor. Mm. He signed a lot, a lot of players that has performed against them, though. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? I mean, Virgil. Nah, I feel like I feel like a lot of I feel like that Pep trade. I feel like Pep has done that a lot in the past. Yeah, yeah but after he signed, we oh. signed Bernard and them after Monaco. After um, then after we played who boy? Well, we're we're we're, we're, we're right now. Yeah, well, right now, right now we also well, we, he was linked heavily with um Matthias Nunes from Sporting because he played against Sporting. Hey, that's a big player though. He said, yeah, a lot of players he wanted after. I think, you know, Virgil, obviously, like, uh, you want to literally send me a clip of Virgil clamping money, though. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's the moment I knew I wanted to sign him, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if Roma ever played uh, against Liverpool, so I can't talk there. But Alisson did keep against Liverpool, and he signed the season after. Mm-hmm. Um, Lum scored for Newcastle against Liverpool and signed the season after. Um, Darwin Nunes, Luis Diaz looked good for Porto against Liverpool yeah. in the group stage yeah. aside in, in his January. So that's why I say that to me. It has actually been a kind of club thing to sign players that look good. If I'm not mistaken, Thiago actually played against Liverpool as well and then signed the year after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, the, the only question mark is it Darwin Nunes because I felt like from I got to ask him to do that shit long playing for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the boost that with the, with the player that went out and manning for Darwin to come in, I felt like it's very similar to how how they used to operate for Mino. So I feel like have him coming in and this target player, you haven't really seen Liverpool play like this. But with a player like him, although there are question marks, there are a lot of things, a lot of abilities in him that club could club could use well in that system. So I really feel like although there are question marks, they're not going to be a problem. So I, f- I won't say there's all right problems in, in that. I feel like Klopp will find a way to utilize him. He has most more external contract, which is another huge thing for Liverpool in True, itself. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like right now, things are looking too bad for Liverpool. Salik? Just remember, um, Klopp played against Harlem and signed Minamino, eh? <laughs> 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 yeah, for what is word though, Minamino was their top scorer. Any board <laughs> comes, they win, eh? Respect <laughs> Minamino. Did he play any final? Oh uh, no, but he didn't win the final. Hey, no, maybe he should have played the UCL final. But Minamino's good business too, because I feel like they sell him for like a good That was from a while before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a while before. So I'd like that move from the start. They also played full of the Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And um, I thought, I, I think he was, I thought he would have gone to one of the big clubs anyway, but I wasn't sure who he would have gone to. So I think yeah. Liverpool did good mm-hmm. business by getting him early. Um, the Nunez one, I'm not really sold on, because I'm not sure if. I know he had this was really his breakout season last season, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure. Like you know, I you know I told you it was a I think it's a knee jerk reaction from Liverpool. So I to them side in Holland. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that was the only way they thought they could compete. Mm-hmm. And I also think they have this thing. They think a Uruguayan striker would be good for them. So I mean, uh, history I proves history history would show. But um, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if Nunes get twenty goals next season. Honestly, I'd be real yeah. No, but big to big. People talk about that and expect them to come 
it's not like him coming there, he's going to get a lot of service in in this um, Liverpool front tree because there are a lot of players in the Liverpool front tree that are selfish and all rightly so. Where if the ball comes to Salah, Salah's not going to square to Nunes if he knows that he could he know that one goal is open up a open up a kind of a hat trick to come. So I really feel like that's going to be very yeah, very concerning. But he has well, a he, he has Nunes a need is less Salah do he thing until Christmas and then after I tell him set a pass the ball yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And all he had to do is let tell Trent hey, in the box. To be fair, that is the one that mm-hmm. I would actually be worried about more. Eh? Could this, this blasted Trent man so sickening though that mm-hmm. he will not look up and just know that eh, well, that window is somewhere there. Nah. Yeah, that's the yeah, one thing Trent do have to advance as far because you know Trent could send them crosses from quite quite half field. And it's so random, but I so like when you see a lot of England um, potentially levels and the real people they say back three and Trent at wing back, but I don't think Trent could work as a wing back. Like I'm not saying that he won't play good because he's a very good player, right? But like to maximize his strength, I think it he thrives on getting inverted and playing in the half yeah, space yeah, a lot. Yeah. And you can't really do that at wing back. Uh what I was gonna say is that I agree with Brandon in the concerns that he has over Darwin Nunes, and I think that Haaland aside and even Haaland when you consider his injury record, then there's a lot of variables right now in the transfer market that has a lot of flop potential with a lot of these players. Which is actually why I'm, I'm really glad that we went for Jesus because I think at 45 million, it probably represents one of the best value deals that we might see in the summer. And it's one that we might look back on in hindsight next season, depending on how well he performs, as possibly being a shrewd signing at 45 million. Because as y'all rightfully say, Darwin Nunes, is the service going to be there? Is the um, fit same level of clinicalness? Because um, he scored, I believe it was 33 goals last year, or 31. And his XG was around 18. That is a massive gap. And I know mm. we see those things from Son. We see them from Kane. But these are players that have done it over time at the highest level. Are we going to see the same kind of projection from a player that going from, with all due respect, the Portuguese league to the Premier League? It's really hard to see. Now, I agree that they had to respond to Haaland. Not just for responding to Haaland's sake, but also from the point of view, you're losing money. And I actually mm-hmm. think Manny has so weirdly become underrated in recent times um, because of, you know, Nunes, com- no, Nunes sorry, uh, Luis Diaz coming in and looking real nice and this, that, the other. And Salah, obviously, when you want to fight all the records and gold and boots and stuff like that. But the clutchness of Manny, the character of Manny, the X factor of Manny has carried Liverpool at so many times, has carried Liverpool through games at so many times, has been the Swiss army knife that, that club could just throw it in the position and he plays well. And they need to react to that. And I'm not sure if Darwin Nunes was the way I would have reacted. I may have reacted in going for somebody like Canary maybe and trying to go a little bit more like for like maybe. But I also understand going for the six and then probably committing to Luis, the, the nine, sorry, and committed to Luis Diaz going forward. However, I would say mm. this though. In theory, Luis Diaz should thrive next season. I'm not saying that he isn't going to. Mm-hmm. But it is easy, easier for you to go from being completely informed in one team, your blood hot, you keep going, and you jump into another team that is just higher quality, but suits your play and style to a team to keep your form going during mid-season. You don't stop, you see. You don't cool down, you don't stop. Mm-hmm. So you keep going. It is different now that he stopped. They are going to have to tweak the system a lot to fit somebody like that when you know it's a fit. If if Carvalho is gonna start in midfield or if it's Elliot gonna start, whoever it may be, 
it is very interesting to see how he responds though, because now he has to fill his shoes of Manny. Mm-hmm. He's going to play in Manny's position. He has to fill his shoes of Manny. And it's going to be very interesting to you see. You think he'll start over Jota? I think initially, yeah. Because I, I think that while Jota plays wide, um, it should be stylistically more balanced for, for Diaz to start because mm-hmm. he would be a more traditional winger, um, a more wide 1v1 threat that Mane was. Compared to Jota, is somebody that you want, you know, goes in between the fullback, centre-back, getting mm-hmm. spots to score. And with Darwin Nunes coming in, and while I think his whole-up play would obviously help in terms of creating chances for others, he would be seen more as the nine, not the nine and a half. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, if you all have anything else to say, or as we move on to... Well, Ramsey, he's also going to give Trent some rest, which is also good. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, next up is just one player from Manchester United, even though it technically has been confirmed yet, but we kind of more or less know it's done. And that's um, Malasia, uh, the left-back signing from Feyenoord, I believe yeah. it is. Um, I think Manchester United did a very brilliant move here, even though I don't necessarily agree with the position, but I think a brilliant move here. Mm. Premier League clubs are constantly priced way too high for moves. And what they did was they let a club with a smaller budget go for the player, agree a fee, up and buy two million. Obviously, the club not going to yeah. say no at that point. And you pay a reasonable fee. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, if Manchester United went in fame from the beginning, it was $30 million to start. $35 yeah. million to start. Yep. Whereas now, they get him at a reasonable price. That's and true, for yeah. once, I would actually say kudos to Manchester United in the transfer window. What's all the thoughts on the move? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because, you know, United, United know in in a, in a battle like that they had the power to hijack hijack a move like that because you know it, everything was all secured for him to go to go leon and for him to step in i know from even for the players point of view seeing seeing you know united stepping in and understand you know um tenag taking in tenag in charge now i feel like he knew that all right this would be a good move for him you know he wasn't going to say no so i say it's a it's good business from them you know as if you could if you could say the rest of the transfer it will be good business or whatnot that's still yet to see but as, as i said the position, you know, they have they have some players there already. So, but I feel like yeah, that's not that's for that's for that new manager to to, to figure out. Brandon, it's a low risk, high reward kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Because I think talk a little bit closer. Uh, sorry, the seventeen mm-hmm. million is a is a steal of a deal. My in my opinion, like I said, a deal that be easy easily be forty. Yeah, went in yeah. And I think ten ten hog agreeing to the deal as well is important because. They have Shaw, they have Tellers. And I don't mm-hmm. think they suit his style very much. Yeah. So I think that was a good a good a real good sign from United. I think that's what they need to do more of in the transfer window instead of going for big signings. But so I think if it if we're looking at it on that alone, that one signing, great business so far. What I would say though, and this is more like a reflection of United's transfer strategy on the whole, I have more concerns there from a neutral point of view. One is that being he has only tar- he's been recruiting like he's still at Ajax. And while I'm not saying anything necessarily wrong with that, you had a different playing field now. And you need to adjust to that. And the truth is you can't you cannot go and recreate what you did at Ajax without tweaking and expect it to work in the Premier League. Pep Guardiola is the greatest possession manager of all time, arguably though. Up there with Cruyff, whichever one you want to put up there is, is your choice, right? Pep Guardiola came to the Prem and adapted his philosophy. His philosophy remained the same, eh? but the execution was adapted to for the Premier League. And Tenag is buying players like he was still playing in the Eredivisie. 
And I would say that that is somewhat concerning because mm. literally all the players that he's been linked to, he's been trying to sign, are either still in the RDVC or used to play for him um, mm. on the Ajax, right? What I would also say is that I also know that the transfer window is not done in such a way that you sign players in order of priority. I know that's not how it works. You sign yeah. away, you can sign away at a point. Even saying that though, and I agree with you that I don't think that Shaw Telus fits the bill, I would say that Telus is probably closer to fitting the bill than one Misaka and Dalo probably are. Mm-hmm. And when I think about Ronaldo's futures up in the air, um, well, actually, this just look like they signed Ericsson as well. Um, the the six and the eight positions are very much up in here. The right wing position is up in here. The center back rows are up in here. Um, the right back role is up in here. Left back felt like one of them that was low priority then mm-hmm. in the grand scheme yeah. of things. Yeah. But I also do get, I, I literally have seen my club go try to rebuild. You sign where you could sign when you could sign them. So no, I, I, you don't think that means that one of them going to leave? Huh? Either tell us what show going to leave? I, that's, what, that's how I took it. Because imagine you sell, you sell him for 17, you sell one of them for 20. You still make a profit. Yeah, on true. Other, on yeah. Back, right? that's, that's a good point, actually. That's, that's good. I feel both mm-hmm. of them, all three of them can't stay, right? Cause no, for sure, it, for it, sure. Three positions, you're playing Europa League. I don't yeah. think I don't think it will make sense to keep three of them. Somebody's going to be unhappy anyway. Yeah, fair enough. I wonder who is this going to leave, right? Or leave some comments, tell me which one you think will leave. Tell us what you think. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Telus stay and Newcastle by sure. No, that, no, no, where could I think? Because I was, I was felt with Tanner coming and I felt like Shaw would have been likely one to leave. Yeah. I, feel, I feel so. But you know, coming, you know, there's easier said than done because right now we're looking at not only who will look to buy them, because we're still looking at whether Shaw or Tellers who will buy them and, you know, their wages and those things. It might price out a lot of clubs. But as I said, I really, I really feel like if it's one of them, I feel like it might be Shaw. It might be Shaw that might, that might depart. Um, lastly is a small club from North London which is Tottenham Hotspur I will take every shot at them that I possibly could however I, I do think that they have been some good signings by them mm-hmm. obviously Richarlison is the blockbuster one right now which makes no that, sense what's that? which makes no sense it does from Richarlison's point of view I think it makes no sense from Richarlison's point of view because like he's definitely not going to start like the only way he starts is if Son gets injured and the likelihood of that is very low because I don't think Son ever really spends any time out injured. Yeah, hardly. But obviously, Richarlison, 60 million, uh, 32 million, 30 million, and saxophone. I mean, Basuma. Uh, the one that I actually love the most and I envy is Ivan Perisic. I think that is brilliant. Mm. And I am fully aware that, yes, he's coming in to cover wing back. But though you stick that man in any forward position in a big game, though, I mm-hmm. promise you, you win, you know. You win. You win, though. And then um, they signed Fraser Forrester, Forrester in goal. And I believe they are close to signing Dej Spence. And they're close to finishing up Clement Longley. Yeah. Here's what I would say. Besuma is better than Hoytwood. For sure. But do I think that he is that much that he moves the needle massively. I don't necessarily think so, but I do think that he is a very good accusation, um, acquisition and that he is actually a lot better than Hoytwood because I actually think Hoytwood, I think he's just a wild man who's kind of getting away with a lot though, right? I think Richarlison is a brilliant signing for United, for Chelsea and for Arsenal. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't think for Spurs because yep. his that signing only makes sense to me if somebody goes down injured because he's not creative enough to play where Kulusevski plays. He does not compete with Son or Kane. Like there's just no way that he ever and, starts and with I anyone think, else. And I think so with, he literally just committed yeah. himself to a bench role. And I think with, I just want to add out what you're saying. I'm with Persis coming in. You see in this this movie yeah. making, yeah. it does like. Uh, is he going to to be on the story to Kane? Like, way go- is he going to be out wide? And people, right? I feel like a lot of people look at how he has played at Watford, and people still trying to, you know, chase, trying to chase the dream that he's going to be this big breakout player, this big, this whole new revelation to something. But this is a very average player that right now has a very super a superstar agent that could that allows his client to keep his client name in the headlines at all these big clubs like how is this man making these moves he's just an average player he doesn't put up that big of numbers he don't put up anything that's worthwhile to i could see him performing champs they're going to like or going to light any big stage up and i think for him coming like there's no player in that spurs team <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, I actually used to really like Ndombele just only for the first like twenty minutes when he played. Though. And if I'm not mistaken, and Lucas Moura still on the books. Yeah, it's yes. both right it's, like, it's like it's yeah. like it don't make sense for me like w- making this Richardson move. Like it's a lot of money for for the hope of uh, for for the hope of a star to be injured. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that was a good line though. Um, and I would say though, I've a I think that improves the eleven a lot though. Even yeah. if he starts at wing back. I think he improves the, their side a lot. I think Clement Longley, if he plays as a left-sided centre-back, he could get away with stuff. But the rumours are is that he's coming to play the centre-centre-back. And I think if that is the case, you are going to see why Barca, at their lowest-lowest, refuse to play him. And it's because the man is actually terrible. Like, call a low note of where the Longley, who played his first season at Barca, and was like near team of the season esque yeah. form for Barca in La Liga, dog. I've no idea where that one got, dog. But yeah, and did I leave out anybody? Spence is an improvement over Emerson because I mean, Christ, dog, he's a trainer, dog. Mm-hmm. You know what, Emma, you, know, uh, you know what, dog? If I could, if I could, I'll include it here, dog. This have nothing to do with Spurs, eh? I was not playing Ipswich this weekend, right? And we went 5 1 or something, right? And uh, you know the new number four, the Enketia, the healer in Enketia, he scored a hat trick, right? In he theory. put half, right? Huh? In theory. As I call him. <laughs> in theory. I love that. Because it'll only work in theory. Right? You know what was the biggest takeaway from me? This blasted man called the Colors Pepe. He has zero suitors right now. Yeah. That man got a sitter. I didn't even hit the target. Nicholas Pepe should be an inspiration to everybody out there. Now, you take football seriously enough, you can make a career out of it. 100%. I agree. But, yeah. What's your thoughts on Spurs win, though? So, the first thing about the Richarlison thing is I, I, you and I have totally polar opposite mm-hmm. views on Richarlison. I think Richarlison could walk into a lot of sides in the Prem. And a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I think he could walk into a lot of but teams. I, I think I told you, though, that I, I actually agree yeah. with a lot. And I also think the Richardson deal has a lot to do with Kane because Kane's massive contract is up in 2024. Mm. Ooh, so There's no talks of renewal right now. Yeah, there's no mm. talks of renewal. I, so I think that's a safeguard from Spurs. That's safety net signing from Spurs in case Kane decides to leave. 
So I, th- I think that in that uh, respect, point, that in that respect, I think mm-hmm. it's a good sign. And in that respect, the Perisic one, Jesus, Perisic, that's such a good sign. And yeah, I want the Perisic so badly. So I was sad. I actually really like Perisic for going there. Yeah. Like, yeah, bro, yeah. you have one of the greatest winners mentality in football. Mm-hmm. Are you going to talk club known for losing all the yeah. time? But, like, but it's Conte. Like, it's Conte. It is Conte. It is Conte. Yeah. And um, what, who else? Besuma. I think Besuma was, that was on the cards for a long time. It's just yeah. which big club is going to take the no, gamble. But here's the thing, right, with Besuma, is that it's not a case of Besuma isn't good enough. He is a very good yeah. player. Here's the thing. He goes City, he is beyond being a bench player, dog. He's lucky if he get game time in the prem. Like, that's just the honest truth about it. At Liverpool, he is a bench player. At Chelsea, depending on the system they play, he's still a backup to Kante, given that Kante is there. At United, yeah, he's a starter at United. But them don't buy defensive players. Well, you go there and have fun. Yeah. At Arsenal, he's a bench player because he's not starting over a party. Spurs was like his only real option now. Mm. So it's not like to say, and this is no disrespect or anything, he is a good player. But to say, like, oh, um, somebody literally messaged me the day that Spurs signed him. I was like, oh, wait, boy, that big miss for, for Arsenal and, and for Chelsea, dog. And I was like, dog, the. You tell him I'm missing out on a bench player for us, and I don't say that disrespectfully. That is more highlighting the, the players that we actually have mm-hmm. in that role, mm-hmm. you know. So while I think it is a good move, it's not a move that I would say that most other clubs would be envious of. Then I should say. Yeah, the I, I don't know. I just feel like it was a it was a good sign. It was Conte sensible for everybody involved because now they have. I feel like now we're gonna see Conte play a three a three five two with three in midfield. So you'll have Hoiberg, you'll have uh, Pesuma, and you'll have Bentancur. Because it, it reeks of his Juventus team from before. That's true, yes. Oh, but that's a Juventus team of a different era. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I don't I know if you could get... Because then you're saying Kulusevski not playing, not starting, you see. And well, he could he could play, he could not play. Like, okay, so like I think that what Conte has sh- tried to do, and he's done it somewhat successfully because he got Champions League football, was try his best to create something as close as possible to his Chelsea level, mm-hmm. right? You know, Benta Crow was supposed to be his Matic, the, the, diagon- the more vertical player. Conte, well, he can't recreate that, though, but he used Hoysburg to do something like that, right? As P was basically his Ben Davies, but just on the other side. Um, and Pedro was his Kulusevski. The other two, it's kind of easy to understand that Hazard and Costa was Son and Kane, right? And that's the only positions that I actually think he's gotten quality like for like to some extent, right? Outside of that though, I, I don't feel like it's close to that. Like for his word, I, I think over his career though, because of the teams he played for maybe, that Pedro Rodriguez is extremely underrated for how good he was. Though. Especially if he clutched Gina as well too, dog. Mm-hmm. Like Christ's sake, man. Um, maybe he's actually one of my favorite players. Like, dog, I hate blasted Chelsea. Chelsea always tied the <laughs> players I like. Though. No, 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 this is not funny, dog. This quit blasted dog over time, dog. Mm-hmm. If it's no boy, this is not funny, dog. Especially from a man like this with you. This is the first summer I started being able to flex up a club have a little bit of money and boom out of nowhere Chelsea are great deal for Rafinha. To be fair, we didn't sign him. Yeah, man. To be fair, I Deco for there. Deco too again for Barca. But he's still too again for Barca. No, but don't I don't understand. This thing going on years now in the dog. Like dog talking about um Pedro. 
they just they just part of the grapevine you know yeah. i talk about these men sign back fabric and stuff these men sign harvard stuff these men sign zeta now i know some of these players they necessarily work out there but still man these men sign cool search yeah but i wasn't that was a big no that's a big sign i really want to i've seen all kind of um wait boy this is always end up on these blasted tangents now i see on twitter they was like how um the greatest Twitter rivalries, right? So it was like Barca versus Real, Arsenal versus Tottenham. This one versus that one. And then it had, <laughs> then it had Chelsea versus Chelsea, right? And I see all these concepts, Chelsea levels mm-hmm. up, and none of them have over such stuff. Not mad, man. And I was like, oh, if all they want them. No, you see that left center mid roll that we had up? Nah, I need killing it. Her. He oh, killing not, her. Not sniffing that boy at all. Staying like like right to here. me, though, he... Mm, is this controversial, boy? But I think though that Kovacic should be more near long starter than Mason Mount is. Is that controversial? I so I think if it continues to be a three for three, and depending on who you sign, I think Mount position can become more competitive. Yeah, I can agree with that. But if it is if it is off a four at the back. Then yeah, then more top the start. Now he would, he would start most of the time. Of course, he needs to start. I agree with yeah, you. 100% yeah, 100% of. Um, Woo, before we reach here, yeah. oh, I was talking yeah, about the Spurs, Spurs thing. Yeah. Um, Spurs, yeah. The, yeah, no, the last thing I was going to say was, and it's about Conte, the Longley signing. I I dislike Longley, like, to the, Terribly to the high heavens. But to be fair, he was their third Conte, choice, eh? For, no, but for Conte, I think Conte turns defenders into excellent defenders. Because I I've seen I've seen them turn David Luiz. Yeah 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 yeah. Careful what you say, though. I was David Luiz fanboy. I just remember that he turned David Luiz into into having his best defensive season ever. Mm. He had Gary Cahill marshalling the defense. He had uh, he he actually turned Aspilicueta into the centre back mm-hmm. that we all know. Correct, him to be, yeah, right, yeah. And uh, so I think his, him guiding Longley will be good. It will just be up to Longley in the end to show that he's not. So you basically okay. say that Longley and Dyer go and be Laurent Blanc and Rio Ferdinand. No, Dyer and Dyer, no, ge- generic diabolical. I don't want to see him anywhere in that team. But I think Conte, you can see from the signings, all the positions, mm. he's trying to slowly mold it into his own team. So I think Spurs are doing really good business. I'll be real honest. They are going to be the most annoying team to play next yeah, season. Oh yeah, He's going to have that defense. I don't want to hear all that. You always get me vexed. No, that boy's going to come know. near the defense, just kick it out. He lost his first twice last season. Yeah. Like, that is there's going to be point. terrible. <laughs> Nobody has more point. How it is that you could be the most overly dominant Premier League side we probably ever see ever. And your bogey side is a side that don't ever win nothing in life. Hey, that we, frustrated. We, if these uh, blasted men would I do the job mm, they're supposed to, my side would have been champions. Like, oh, no, no. Ah, yes, I know it was that we had. That's not the point. But point is, though, all this supposed to be very good. Nah, we can. Mm. Uh, all this just strip. The strip. <laughs> every single title. I think. I don't know the the run of the new drift of um, where he licking his lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Every time he yep. 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 no son, no, son. I know they don't think it exists, right? Yep. But I talked to Spurs fan in China, dog. And he tell me, dog, if they play City every week, dog, they would be league. They would be league. And no, they I definitely will. I agree with that. I yep. honestly refuse to believe, dog, that that if you give thirty-eight games a Pep versus Spurs, that he win more than ten. Wow. 
Don't put it on TikTok. Yeah, but I'll just leave it. All right. Here's what we're going to do. For the size outside of the Prem that have side men, I'm going to give all of the players and a minute or less, or they're going to tell me all they think about the signings, right? Yeah. So Barcelona confirmed Christensen today. They also confirmed um, Kessie. And for what it looks like, they'll be very close to signing Rafinha. What's your thoughts with you? Nah, Barcelona. I feel like Barcelona have... These are some... You, you can't hate on these signings. These are some quality signings for them, for Barcelona to make. I feel like, you know, you know, I, I, me being a big fan of Kessie, him coming into that midfield is going to be amazing. Bringing Christensen for free. Can't go wrong with that. I feel like that that you know adding some a little stability in defense. It can't go wrong. And about the Rafinha deal, as you say, confirm. Made more Romero, more or less. Romero said today is ninety eight percent done. That is what he said. It is. It, I feel like that Rafinha is is a big deal. Is that's a big deal for sure. We know that him coming to Barca side, him he is going to he's going to tear apart La Liga for sure. Just good business all around. That's all I have to say. It might not plan out the way everybody thinks, but it's good business. Yeah, I would say that Tanner Rafinha is, is, is really big. And I like that they're telling them, Billy, like, dog, you're talented, eh? but we are going to hook all we hopes on you. Because true, yeah. I have said before the extent to which I believe how talented Dembele is, but you cannot, ju- you really just can't depend on that man. Though. And that's the unfortunate reality of it is that mm-hmm. you can't depend on him. Um, I think Christensen, at first I thought, you know, they'd go there and, and try him as a starter, and maybe they will. But I think the fact that they're sniffing around Kunde still, it probably says that. Yeah, they have concerns about Christensen as well. Okay, because yeah. I think Araujo was uh, on the speed to start at this point. And no way Kunde for big money too. Because Christensen is a free signer. Right? There's no way Kunde for big money can come and bench. And to be fair, I think Kunde and Araujo is a really good balance. Send them up here. Cassie, I think, is a good example of Xavi understanding that as much as you want to play tiki taka football, you want to nah, play possession based football. Kind of football has changed yeah, a little I bit. Yeah. And as much as I respect Busquets for being one of the greatest ever. Football requirements have changed, and I respect that from Xavi that he he's not being stubborn in his ways in in, in the stuff that he learned rather, yeah. you know. Um, and it's really interesting to see what else develops because uh, obviously the link with Lewandowski, um, Bernardo Silva apparently wants to go there, and he also mm-hmm. and Barca won Bernardo Silva, and apparently he homesick, so the Portuguese player wants to go speed. The Iberian Peninsula, that's all I have to say. Yep. At, so, least, at least Javi not being a, a prisoner of the culture. That's, yeah. that's the best the yeah. best thing that, that he's doing right now. Real Madrid have signed some random right back who actually can't remember uh, who they is from Schalke, Brazilian right back. Uh, actually, it is a very good possibility. His name is actually Vinicius or something like that also. Um, now, nah, like, I, I think you <laughs> have a name of another Brazilian that is famous. I could be very wrong. Um, but the more important one is the fact that they signed to too many. Um, it is a brilliant signing. It mm-hmm. is undisputed how good of a signing it is. And I think what is really important is that there's a decent argument to be held that they've had the greatest midfield trio of all time. You could disagree. I may even disagree. I haven't really put much thought into it. But there's a decent argument to be had mm-hmm. that Modric, Cruz, and Casimir mm-hmm. is the best trio of all time. Mm-hmm. And what they have done is before a single one of those players have left, they have safeguarded their future in every mm, single yep. one of their positions yep. in Valverde, in um, Tuchimeni, and in Kamavinga. And that is how the greatest club in football has operated. And by all means, you can't complain against that at all. Um, any thoughts on those guys? Did you Brandon? talk about Rudiger? Oh my God, yeah, boy. And they signed that man, man, I left back. Um, it is a good signing, though, because to be fair, as much mm. as I think the man cracking and he crazy, dog. 
that's a that big somewhat just suits Real Madrid. Though. For, for what is word though, um, I actually think he's as much as I think he mad. He's a mentally strong player. Oh yeah, uh, that just suits the Real Madrid. Um, <laughs> was he what I looking forward? Not euphoria. Um, it just it suits their aura uh, of what the kind of players they look to attract. So yeah, no, and also what it also allows them to do is that uh, Mendy has been injury prone in the past a lot and form has also been questionable at times it allows Jordi Alba him and Jordi Alba David Alba to go at left back and he could always start in a centre back next to Militao who has become um, irremovable from the level over the last two years so yeah Brandon yeah I just think Real just did real good business again like um, the true many I think everybody was so upset that he went Real of all mm-hmm. places because they wanted him to go somewhere else yeah um, I'm very sad about the Rudiger one so I'll not say much on that because I, I, I already told Shiv that um, he will fall in love with Rudiger eventually. He because he doesn't think Rudiger is gonna be a, a good signing for them. But I can guarantee he's gonna fall in love with Rudiger because I, I know how I know how it is. Very sad. Um, and the the other one I don't I don't what was the other one? Um, come on, man, Rudiger. And they signed some right back, but it's from Schalke. So I, I don't really know yeah. like how big of a impact. I think I make. think the, the point now is that. Real are not deficient anyway. Yeah. Like, and that is the that is scary thing because they. Are there's rumors that they are looking to still sign an attacker. Like there has been rumors mm. of like Gnabry and stuff like that. Oh yeah, this is Gnabry one. That would be a big sign for them. Yeah, too. I think. And so. they're gonna um, tie down Rodrigo on a, on a new yeah. deal as well. Mm-hmm. So I think just you know Real just continuing to be Real. I if I was them though, I strip that seven off a of Hazard back and give Vinicius a though. Like he earned that though. He earned that. Yeah. Though, yeah. yeah. And we talk about the man that is going to compete with Mbappe for Ballon d'Or for years to come, though. Like that brother earned that shit, though. Mm. Give him a dog, you know. Um, Virgil, I still feel like the Germany signing was is a big signing, but I feel like it. I just what you what you mentioned, just make it like a much bigger signing because it really is like like a additional piece to that to that the future midfield. And for sure, I feel like that lockdown that midfield is secure for them right now and in the future. It must be nice to address your problems ahead of time. That's true. I feel like for the Rudiger, for the Rudiger signing, we are going to see more Rudiger adventuring to attack and trying these long these long range shots. For sure, he's going to be doing that in in um, La Liga, and it's going to be successful. I feel like Rudiger. I feel like because I as much as I hate this man in the prem, I feel like this man is the most annoying defender to play against. He's, I feel like he's going to he's going to secure that that, that defense for Madrid for what sure. Is Kelly Rudiger is that he just look like he taking it too serious. Like he's just, like he he just fun. having fun. <laughs> he's going to. Um, other moves. The arguably the worst chance of all time dog, has been reversed, dog, and that is Lukaku going to into Milan. And this is the mm. greatest joke of all time. You paid a hundred million for him. They get ten million back in loan fees, and they give him number, number ninety to wear. Like, bro, that, that is, is height that of is terrible. Thoughts on the move, Virgil? <sighs> that move hey let's look, look back to how, how it was when he was at Inter they're going to just basically be that they're going to just run the back I feel like that's on Chelsea's part that's tough that really is, that really is tough to, to deal up with that I feel like for him to have to deal up with that somewhere Lukaku and all the problems that he also put on himself and put for the club to deal up with hey that's really just terrible terrible to happen terrible business Quick thoughts. thank god it's over yeah that's, that's what, the best thing best Chelsea fans I could say Honestly, boy, for somebody that at this time last year I actually really loved, and I was really enjoying seeing him hit like the peaks of, of football now, boy, of like being one of the best in the world. 
he has now confirmed in my mind that he is the most mentally weak player I probably have ever seen. Dog, he mm-hmm. ran from the grind three months in. You know? Like dog, that is terrible. I like use Danny Sabayos. Are you that fair enough, dog? You go your way, dog. The talent you have, bro, and you run from the grind. After you very well know the expectations, that was on your shoulders. After things didn't work out for United, dog, and you all do interviews stripping for your former club that sell you uh, the first instance they could, dog. And that's after seeing how you have unfinished business at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah bro. Mentally, no, weak. That, that, that's a that's a bigger loss. That's a bigger loss for Lukaku than for Chelsea. Chelsea yeah, and the yeah, fans, yeah, you know. Lukaku stuck, took, like Lukaku couldn't literally win the Champions League for Inter, and parts of his reputation will still not be recovered, you know. You know. Because as much as you go on and you do well, uh, and for what it's worth, though, he can literally say that he left Inter and they lost the league title. If he go back and they win it now, then he can say it's all him or whatever, whatever. It all is going to be remembered is how he flopped under the big lights in England twice. Yeah. Yep. Quick rumors, real fast, because we nearly hit an hour. And so we're going to really try and not do this again next time. To the Masula. Ronaldo wants to leave. The rumors are, is that that Chelsea are in for him. The, the obvious answer that people are wanting him to go from a lot of neutral point of view is for him to go buy on so that it kind of like, you know, he goes to different countries and plays in different places and, and has success elsewhere. Here's what I would say, right? Uh, this is not to spark no Messi or Ronaldo debate, right? All I want to say is that Ronaldo, and in a lot of ways, rightfully so, is he pulls a boy for mentality in football, right? Of elite mentality, of winner's mentality, of never giving up, of whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm. This is now two years in a row. That things didn't go right for him at a club and he ran and he is running. And again, I take Ronaldo deserves a lot of the plaudits that he gets there. Eh? Mm. But one of the biggest sticking points for him to be the goat is that his mentality monster showing up where he needs to and he does it all on his own and he doesn't need no help and whatever, whatever. But Brazil do it all on their own and he end up seven this year or six, whatever it was. Okay, it was like eleven points after behind fifth, so it didn't really matter in the end. And event doesn't take it to the last, last day to get top four. Mm-hmm. So brother, who's doing it all on his own and had no help, dog, running from the grind for two days in a row, dog. God, dog, you do your thing, you know. What's your thoughts on Ronaldo coming to your club, though, dog? I would love him. I don't know what will happen. I think I think if he comes to I think if he comes to Chelsea, that'd be a a, a scary Shock. move for the whole um yeah, yeah for the whole league. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody wants mm-hmm. Ronaldo at Chelsea, especially because that would be a huge threat. I I. For me, I always thought he should have gone Bayern. Yeah. Like, even when he was leaving Juventus, I think eventually he might go to Bayern. And that's, that's all I could say about Ronaldo. I want him at Chelsea, but I don't think it'll happen. Because I still do think he's a dying breed in football. Yeah. Where they have players that just won't go to certain clubs. Because yeah. if you think about it, Ronaldo's biggest rival in his career was Chelsea. Yeah. 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 Like, that's where it, st- it all started for him. Like, that was his big, his big rivalry back when he now started to win Ballon d'Or and stuff. So, I don't think you'll go Chelsea. I think you'll go Bayern. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're saying because I feel like, as you said, Ronaldo right now, people right now, the Ronaldo fans are going to push for him to go somewhere like Bayern where your title is going to be guaranteed for him to come. He's going to add more to his collection. And yeah, I feel like it all it all makes sense. He knows he's going to go but there. He to do that. They was weak. So no. He go, he going to, he going to do that because, as you know, he's going to go there. He is, as you know, he is saying that he wants to continue in Champions League because at his age every single time is precious for him right now he wants to continue in Champions League football which is all fair to him because at the end of his decision but I feel like it really gonna, it really gonna end up being Bayern Munich hmm, fair enough um, another way big rumors is Frankie they up to Man United thoughts with 
I feel like they uh, understand the signing that they want to make. It's a big statement, Simon. But I feel like United to stop this signing these big star players and trying and dragging out this whole saga. It's going to drag off for the saga, and then when it, when time runs out, are they um, coming out the end of the window and they don't get him? They're gonna be scrambling. I feel like right now is to poach a lot of the other smaller targets right now because bringing in the young is really, I doesn't I don't think that's going to that's going to massively impact the midfield and make it because Pogba even is not okay there's a new issue they've been having issues before they didn't they didn't address issues before and bringing in the young is going to one limit funds not really going to add anything all they going to do is all they going to do is sell shirts and realistic who going to really buy the young shirts over if if they over I really don't feel people going to run to buy no the young shirts I really honestly feel like this if it goes through, it's a quality signing for United and Tenag, but it's not going to it's not going to advance them, advance them or improve them in no significant way. If his name was Frankie DM, it might have made more sense. Mm-hmm. But his name is Frankie De Jong. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I just think it's it's not a necessary signing for them. Because mm-hmm. you need you brought back Van der Beek and you have Bruno. Yes, you, def- Ericsson. you you get you well they're gonna sign Ericsson. That's very true. They need a DM. So I don't know why De Jong was on the on high on the transfer the transfer priorities, but if they get him for eighty million, I don't know what I'll say. I just had to say hope people. Look, at the end of the day, I I probably in a minority here that I think Fred is a lot more usable than people give him credit for. Yes, I agree. I, agree. I think Fred is an overheated player. This is a prime example because all the rumors, all the talk, all the reporters are saying that they want De Jong to play as a six, right? I think this is a prime example of Eric Tenghard is in part of a rude awakening when it comes mm. to Premier League. I'm a massive yep. Frankie De Jong fan. Massive, massive, massive. And I really love the player. I have an affinity for sixes, though, for some reason, though, right? And I would tell you, it is a fantastic player that wants to play a fantastic philosophy in a club that is cursed with destroying players like this. And I think he's going to go there, he's going to play six. And when you see Luis Diaz and Salah and, and Nunes running at him, or when he sees Sterling and Ronaldo and Havertz running at him, or when he sees Saka, he is Zeus and Gnabry running at him, he'll go mad, dog. You know? So, I think it, it would have been a good signing if I thought he was going to sign an actual DM or defensive player to play next time and I just go see it. Um, other major rumors are that Sterling should be going to Chelsea. What's your thoughts? I want Sterling. You, how you feel about losing Sterling? As a I, question, I want to ask you. After the, after the departure, Gabriel. Right now, I feel like losing Sterling right now doesn't make no sense because I feel like that would be a big loss in in um, you know, for the position he plays right now and have have, have him not only going to stay in the prem but strengthening our rival in Chelsea. I feel like that is going to be tough for, for, to um, to handle. Well, it's good, it's I actually take all the size enough to sign somebody bigger. No, no, that no. I honestly, that's the thing. But I think it's somebody. Big. Our our not done, and you could see from the from the rumbles that are going on that they still they right now they're looking to offload and kind of steady everything to then make a a, a big sign in. Most funds I think will ever bring in ever in. Yeah. Between forty million for Ake, oh I forget that yes, that all close sign Ake, forty million for Ake, forty five million for Jesus, about forty five for forty million for Sterling. A bunch of small sign sellers here and there, though. like mm. it's literally close to like one fifty to one seventy yeah. million. They bring in, you know. and to be fair, the money they spent so far on potentially Kukarella and 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 have Haaland and Calvin Phillips, though they dust, you know. So mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see or a surprise or code of a surprise that we might see. Like whether it be um Joe Felix or please. Neymar. Please or I hope I, I hope for that Joe Felix. Like, I think Joe Felix as a as a left inverted forward could do real damage and really play with somewhere like now we're going back with his foot still and I honestly like taking my my my, my bias away I feel like that. Honestly, I feel like that would be a big sign for Chelsea for sure. I, I, for some reason, a lot of people not talking about it, but I feel like he's going to work at Chelsea. I feel like having him there and the players are players that are going to be around him to go going to get the best out of still. I remember still is still in his prime, and he is going. And if and if it shows, if still he start up his game or whatnot, he is it is he is able to do that. It's just at City right now. He sees that okay. A lot of a lot of things that he wanted and Pep can guarantee him. It's not it's not to say that he's a terrible player or anything, but going to Chelsea side where he has something to prove and he after having a fresh start, Chelsea going to going to he, he go and see a new still and I hope he unlocks something new in his game. Yeah. Still is the second best English attacker in the league. Yeah, people forget that. People keep forgetting that. This man. Saka really shoulder and I'll boot him there. Um the person you was thinking about with less than soccer. Mm. Um, so am I missing anything else? So I like major rumors. Um, well, I was just gonna say the Dillet one. Oh yeah. I How just do you feel about her? I want Dillet very badly. I feel I like Dillet is phenomenal. It, oh wait, I didn't say that about Stillen. I am extremely envious of all against Stillen though, because I think Stillen, just like Jesus, I think Pep have this thing though, that when he loves you, you will be one of the best players in the world. Yeah. But the second that our love slips five percent, he crucifies you though. Uh, he cripples your confidence. Mm-hmm. Probably not intentionally, but I think that happens. And I think you see that actually with Jesus and Sterling. And I think yeah, Sterling is like the best example of it because the second that, that Sterling puts on our English, he's back to be one of the world's best attackers. So I think it's a very scary move. And when it looked like all he was gonna get about him and Rafinha, I was like, Yeah, mm-hmm. we screwed it. <laughs> Like, uh, like yeah. all the time before, nah. I was like, yeah, though, you know, the way Arsenal window going, I really think third is there. So, mm. when I see all this guy, I get and Rafinha. Well, now it look like Sterling and somebody else. Like, this isn't a rumor. So, if it starts here, I start this. But I think all this is signed Dybala because I think as a right forward and as an option to alternate with Havertz as a center forward, as, as a free signing, could be very shrewd. And as a goal scorer as well, um, mm. I think it have a lot to gain there. But like Sterling and somebody else, whether it's Sterling and his, his Neymar or his Sterling Ronaldo, or these names have been told, huh? yeah, it, it, it's scary times are not for all. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dylan, very talented player and somebody that I have been back to the wall against defending for a lot of years. What I would concede though is that maybe it is age, maybe it is poor times at Juventus that leaked out into other performances as well. He's become a very error-prone centre-back. However, I think there's tons and tons and tons of talent to work there on an really right environment. He could really thrive. I think Tuchel will be good for him. And I think mm-hmm. he left Ajax a season too early. Yeah. I think he didn't get a chance to like become the player that he should have become. Yeah. So I hopefully Tuchel will get out of him. I think, we, I think he's a good sign in the sense that he could play in the back three now. And then when Thiago Silva leaves, he would now be the new central centre-back in three. If he continues to play three, of course. But I would take him in a heartbeat, to be honest. For mm-hmm. that price too, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I saw Bayern put in a thing for him today, so Chelsea and Bayern will be. Oh God, that would make no uh, sense for to go Bayern. Yeah, I feel like if you. Oh shit! You know what he thinks? Don't buy a sign of settlement. We had to bother. Yeah, Gravenberg, Masrawi, Masrawi, and Mane though. 
All brilliant signings, dog. All, especially mm-hmm. the price that they get all of them out, dog. They even cross 100 million, they trade them in, and all three of them, with the exception of Gravin, dog. And, and it's not for lack of quality with Gravin. But the other two, more than likely, going to become starters. Yeah. And Gravin just had a fight, dog. And he, no, he fighted against Kimmich. I think he might start him. Well, it's Kimmich and Goretzka and Muller now, right? Unless, if they want to leave and they push Muller into the first nine. nine, which he has played before, yeah. and they go Goretzka, uh, Gravin and Kimmich. I mean, shocks though. They mm-hmm. are midfielders. Well, Gravin, because I keep signing for them, you know, like, he's our future, one of the best midfielders and he was, yeah. like, he's that mm-hmm. good. And they got him. Like, Who is free, right? 20 million. 20 million. <laughs> That's but basically still, free. Though, that's yeah. basically free in this market. Um, what would you like to about that and the Dillard signing? Well, we know Bayern right now. Bayern, has, Bayern is not known for just getting these quality signings. I just just doing amazing business. I just I feel like for sure, Mane, I feel like that, that's going to be real scary to see. Him, him in that, um, at that attack, that's going to be scary to see. And from what Oli just mentioned there, just putting Muller into a false nine and just doing that, I feel like that's going to make, that going to put a whole new fear factor in that, in that Bayern side. But for Chelsea, Chelsea are another team I feel like when once you get defenders, once you get quality defenders, that's gonna be a stubborn team to play against. To him to put in there. I honestly still written if they bring bring back Aki and put him into like this this current system right now Chelsea have, seeing how he could play there and he could also go out wide and play left back as well. I feel like this Chelsea side I feel like just similar like Conte, once you get those good defenders in, they're gonna be a stubborn side to play to go up against. I feel like right now Chelsea doing some good good business. Yuri yeah, Tillemans supposed to be coming Arsenal. And like for what it looks like, uh, what I kind of glad is, is that it looks like he like we are the only ones really in for signing. That, uh, that, does he? Does he? Does he want to leave? Yeah, he wants to leave, and he's okay. in his last year of his deal as well. And we could sign him for only twenty five million. The thing is, I have minor concerns over him. It's not major ones, and it was that if we sign him, I do think he'll be a success, right? I also saw today by Italian sources, so I take this with a pinch of salt that we submitted a bid, an initial bid, for Malinkovic Savage. And that is more a player that I actually would want. I think he's a lot more all-rounded than Yuri. I think that he adds a lot going forward as well as gives a lot going back. He has 22 goals and assists this season. And I think that what the, the ideology might be, we went big on our winger, we didn't get it. Fair enough. We compete against Champions League clubs, we're going to lose out on some top signers. Then let me go big in midfield then. And maybe take the gamble out wide, the lower course out wide, instead of mm. going big out wide, go the lower course in midfield. And I would support a 100%. 22 goals and assists from midfield. February 11 goals, 11 assists. Aerial threat, um, ball winning machine in the final third dog. Can't go wrong, but uh, is rumors even true? Um, is there any big rumors, boy? I, I really, I think that is more or less it. Um, obviously, as things progress next week, guys, we'll talk about those then. And yeah, there's a decent chance, guys, that I might release this in two episodes. I might do all the transfers in one and just put the rumors out as a little snippet afterwards. Um, But when I edit, then I'll see how that goes. Thank you guys so much, as always, for supporting us. Oh, what I should have said at the beginning, though, is if you were at our live event, obviously, I love you guys endlessly. And you can see pictures on our website under the events tab. And yeah, thank you so much for coming, Brandon. I really appreciate it. Thank you, as always, Uzi. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.